Hello and welcome to Reading with Carrie, a mindfulness podcast series that can be used as a sleep aid or to ease your anxiety and relieve your stress. I am your host, Carrie Fable, and I am so thankful that you've decided to spend some time with me. This is the first episode I'm recording after this podcast's release. I am so happy that I finally accomplished what I set out to do. I promised myself that this podcast would be uplifting and a positive support space, so I don't want to discuss the real world's events. However, I do want to say that it was a struggle to justify going through with this release during recent events. But I felt the overall good that may come from sharing this podcast and especially spreading the awareness of mindfulness and its benefits outweighed the potential tone deafness of its release. I want you to know that in my personal life, I am speaking out and doing all that I can to assist, but I want this podcast to be a reprieve for you, dear listener, to take a moment to recenter yourself and check in with your mental and physical health. As the saying goes, before you help others, you must first help yourself. So just take a moment, either now or after this podcast ends, to do a short checklist. Are you drinking enough water? Getting enough sleep? Remembering to eat? Are you setting aside time each day to get away from the world's negativity, to realign your heart and mind and relax for a moment? Just make sure to continue to care for yourself as you help others. Now, once again, this story is rather old. Don't worry, I'm running out of these types of stories. But I wanted to share this one as I added background music to this rendition, and I wanted to know if you prefer this to just a reading. Please send your opinions to readingwithcarrie at gmail.com, or you can write to me on any social platform you prefer. My handle is at Carrie Favel. I would also greatly appreciate it if you would rate this podcast on whatever listening platform you're hearing it on, as it would help to grow awareness of this podcast. Let's start with our mindfulness exercise. I think it is a great idea to circle back to the heart activation breathing method, just again to kind of realign our heart and mind, especially during all the recent negativity that's out there in the world. So close your eyes and just focus on breathing for a moment. Don't change your pace forcefully. Just notate the process within. Try to gently encourage your breathing to slow a bit. Perhaps you can internally count to four. Let your breath rest within your lungs for a beat. And then let the breath back out on a slow count of four. Resting with your lungs empty for just a beat as well. Now imagine your breath going into and out from the heart. Biologically, we know that it's our lungs that perform this function. But again, this is for the sake of this exercise of realigning your mind with your heart. So we want to visualize the oxygen entering our hearts or in our chest and exiting out of there as well. If it helps, put your hand over your heart as you breathe, 
This will help direct your focus to your heart as you inhale and exhale. Settle into the rhythm of your breath slowly coming into your heart and gently leaving it. It's okay if your mind wanders. Just make note of it and bring yourself back to focusing on your breath. Great job! You've completed the exercise. As always, I like to take a nice, long, slow sigh to celebrate the realignment of my heart and mind, and I invite you to do so as well. If you need to, you can sit a bit more with your natural breathing rhythm. Continue this podcast whenever you are ready. And now, here's the story. Rumpelstiltskin, illustrated by Louis Glansman. Once upon a time, there was a miller who was poor, but who was a great braggart. It happened one day that the miller had business with the king's minister, and, in order to seem important, he said, I have a daughter who can spin straw into gold. The king's minister, who was a very greedy man, said to the miller, That is an art which pleases me well. If your daughter is as clever as you say, bring her to the castle tomorrow, and I will put her to the test. When the girl was brought to the king's minister, he led her into a room which was all full of straw, gave her a spinning wheel and winder, and said, Your father has told me of your great talent. Now set to work. And if by tomorrow morning you have not spun this straw into gold, I shall punish your father for telling such a lie. There sat the poor miller's daughter, and for the life of her, she did not know what to do. She had not the least idea how to spin straw into gold, and she became more and more worried, and at last she began to weep. All at once the door sprang open, and in stepped a tiny little man who said, Good evening, miller's daughter. Why are you weeping so? Ah, answered the girl. I have to spin straw into gold, and I do not know how. Then, said the little lad, what will you give me if I spin it for you? My necklace, said the maiden. The little man took the necklace, seated himself at the spinning wheel, and whirr, 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 three times around, and the reel was full. Then he put on another reel, and whirr, 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 three times around, and the second reel was also full. So he went on till morning, when all the straw was spun, and all the reels were full of gold. At sunrise the king's minister came, and when he saw the gold he was surprised and pleased, but he became all the more greedy for gold. He had the miller's daughter brought to another, much larger room, full of straw. If life is dear to you, he said, you must spin all this straw into gold before morning. The maiden did not know what to do, and she began to weep. Then again the door sprang open, and the little man appeared and said, What will you give me if I spin the straw into gold? The ring from my finger, answered the girl. The little man took the ring, began to whirr again at the spinning wheel, and by morning had spun all the straw into shining gold. 
The king's minister was delighted when he saw the masses of gold, but still he didn't have enough. He had the miller's daughter taken to a still larger room full of straw and said, All this you must spin tonight. If you do not, you must die. When the girl was alone, the little man came a third time and said, What will you give me this time if I spin the straw for you? I have nothing more that I can give, answered the girl. Then promise, if you become queen, to give me your first child. What chance have I to become the queen, thought the maiden. Surely it can do no harm to promise. So she agreed to do as the little man asked, and once more he spun the straw into gold. When the king's minister came in the morning and found everything as he had wished, he let her go, for now he had all the gold he could ever use. But it happened that the king, who was young and handsome, saw the miller's daughter as she was leaving the castle through the garden and fell in love with her. He called his minister and asked, Who is that lovely maiden? No one important, replied the minister. Just the miller's daughter who came here to deliver a bag of flour. Go fetch her at once and bring her here, the king commanded. When the minister brought the frightened maiden to the king, he spoke to her so kindly and his manner was so charming that she fell in love with him too. And it was not long after that he brought the miller's daughter to the palace as his queen. A year later, she brought a beautiful child into the world. She had forgotten all about the little man when suddenly he entered her room and said, Now give me what you promised. The queen was terrified and offered the little man all the riches of the kingdom if he would let her keep the child. But he said, No, something living is dearer to me than all the treasures of the world. Then the queen began to weep so bitterly that the little man had pity on her and said, I will give you three days, and if within that time you can find out my name, you shall keep your child. All night long the queen thought of every name she had ever heard, and she sent a messenger over the whole country to inquire what other names there were. When the little man came the next day, she began with Casper, Melchior, Balzer, and named all the names she knew, one after the other. But each time the little man said, that is not my name. The second day, she found out the names of all the people living near the castle. Then she repeated the strangest and most unusual names to the little man. Is your name perhaps Ribster? Or Sheepshanks? Or Stringbone? But each time he answered, That is not my name. The third day, the messenger returned and said, I haven't been able to find a single new name. But as I came to the corner of the wood on the side of a high mountain, where the fox and the hare bid each other good night, I saw a little house, and in front of the house a fire was burning, and around the fire the funniest little man was jumping and hopping on one leg and crying out, Tonight I brew, tomorrow I bake, and then the child away I'll take, for little knows the royal dame that Rumpelstiltskin is my name. You can imagine how happy the queen was when she heard the name. Soon after that, the little man came again and asked, Well, your majesty, what is my name? The queen asked, Is your name Cornelius? No. Is it Frederick? No. Are you perhaps called... Rumpelstiltskin? A witch has told you that! A witch has told you that! Shrieked the little man, and he fled to the woods in a rage and was never seen again. Hmm, what thoughts should we take away from this story? Well, for one, humility. The miller wanted to seem more important than he was, and so he lied, putting his daughter into quite the conundrum. Mixed into that, there is this idea that you should be truthful, of course. 
The idea of giving away a child you don't yet have always bothered me a bit. For any Witcher fans out there, I suppose that's a child surprise. And I don't see how the princess could have forgotten this promise the moment she knew she was with child. On the one hand, she should take responsibility for what she promised, even though she realizes it was a mistake. On the other hand, I can't fault a mother for not wanting to give up her child. Rumpelstiltskin is an odd character, isn't he? As a fan of the Once Upon a Time TV series, my perception of him has changed a bit. However, in this story, he's probably the most innocent and honest character. He didn't put the girl in jeopardy. He heard her cry and came to her aid. Yes, he did ask for payment to help her out, but it does seem only fair in exchange for working all night. Why he wants a child is a bit suspect, but perhaps he simply wants to start a family. Whatever the reason, she agreed to it. He tried to have her keep her promise, and despite not believing it possible, even came up with an out for her, to guess his name. Once again, Hubris took him down as he literally sings his name in the woods, but that's really the only mistake he made. Perhaps it's a story about compassion. Should he have helped the miller's daughter for free? Should the king have been more forgiving of the miller's lie? One thing is certain. Honesty and humility are great virtues. As James E. Faust puts it, honesty is more than not lying. It is truth-telling, truth-speaking, truth-living, and truth-loving. I want to end with a quote from Brian McKnight on being truthful in relationships, as I think we can relate it to every human interaction we face. So in the beginning, you say exactly where you are, you say exactly what your intentions are, and then you let that person decide what they want to do with you. And if it turns into something, it does. If it doesn't, then you are honest in the beginning. Thank you for listening. I welcome you back anytime you may need to hear a comforting voice or familiar bedtime story. Rumpelstiltskin originated in Germany and has several different versions of the story available. The tale in this video is from the Shirley Temple Storybook, published by Random House, and prepared under the editorial supervision of Josette Frank.